Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, welcome to Warrior U. Join retired Special Forces Officer Bram Connolly as he explores resilience, mental toughness, high-performing habits, and other aspects that are required to develop a warrior mindset. Warrior U, it's the performance edge. Hey everyone, it's Bram Connolly here, retired Special Forces Operator and Officer with over 20 years in the Australian Army. Just before we launch into today's show, I want to tell you a little bit about the Warrior U program that forms the basis of the Warrior U website. The program has been designed to help anyone aspiring to join the Australian Defence Force. There's a tailored fitness program based on simple movements that ensures you get from zero to hero in the time frame that you have available. There's lessons on military skills and culture, lessons are self-paced, and there are quizzes to help reinforce the learning. Some of the topics include weapon types, navigation theory, survival, and there's fieldcraft lessons too, just to name a few. There's also a mental resilience block of training. The main aspect of the program though is the access to mentors who've either held positions within the Defence Force recruiting or recruit or officer instructors and even some Special Forces selection staff. So no matter what you want to do in the ADF, we have a mentor to assist and provide advice. Check out the website on www.warrioru.com.au. That's warrior and the letter U. Now, to introduce today's sponsor, and then our guest. This week on the Warrior U podcast, I talked to Jeff Micklem. Jeff is one of the first modern qualified commandos from back in the late 1990s. He's now a New South Wales firefighter and he has his own YouTube channel and Instagram account of the same name at Home Built by Jeff, where he posts videos of himself restoring cars. One of his videos, a four-minute montage of him working on his Golf Orange 1974 Porsche 911, had more than half a million views. Jeff describes himself as an average guy who builds his dream car in his garage. Go and check out his video on YouTube and you will see that actually Jeff is anything but average. For me, he embodies the very values and culture of the commando regiment. He sees a problem, visualizes a mission, upskills himself to be successful and continues to fight through setbacks and failure. Before we get to this episode, a quick plug for the upcoming podcast with the one and only Jocko Willink. The episode with Jocko is set to be the 50th of the Warrior U podcast, and we cover leadership, combat, physical and mental training, and developing resilience. I'll also be attending the Extreme Ownership Muster in Sydney on the 4th and 5th of December this year. It's a two-day intensive leadership training course designed to equip attendees with the tools needed to build high-performance winning teams. Jocko Willink, Leif Babin, and the Echelon Front Team teach combat leadership techniques and how to apply these principles in business and in life. Even more profound are the opportunities to engage with other highly motivated individuals and leaders in every capacity. So stay tuned for some more announcements about that in the coming weeks. Maybe a competition too. Righto. Before we get stuck into this week's episode with Jeff Micklem, some quick housekeeping. This episode is brought to you by Ringers Western, Brother Shave, Aussie Strength, and Sword Australia. Check out their websites and tell them that Bram sent you to be eligible for a discount. Also, check out my good mates at TACMED. 
They are Australia's leading subject matter experts and suppliers in complex medical environments. They provide the highest standard of emergency medical training and equipment to people who work in hazardous, austere and complex environments. Righto, let's get on with the show. Jeff Micklem. Graham, how you doing? It's been a while. Been a very long time. Um, I can't think of how long, but it's long. What's going on, man? Not much. Keeping out of trouble. I reckon the last time I saw you was... Well, it was in the old lines in four hour commando. Um, I got out that. in two thousand, so so, so it would have been started two thousand. Did you get out before Timor? Just before, well, yeah, like uh, I got out January two thousand. World War Timor. Yes, because Timor had gone, but um, I don't think you guys went until to at least twelve months after I got out. Yeah. It was a long time. Mm. So yeah, nothing was happening, and I yeah. I moved, I moved on. <laughs> you, you weren't a believer. <laughs> that's it. Or maybe I wasn't brainwashed. <laughs> yeah, that's more like, wasn't institutionalized. Um, yeah, that's it. Hey, whatever happened to that sick car that you had with the dragon painted on it? That I sold on, but it, was, it wasn't a dragon. I had, it, was a, it was a Nissan Pulsar Triple S and it had a snake airbrushed on the bonnet. And Is that what it was? You did, this, you did that though, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Well, I left the army and started doing that yeah. as my career for I did full time for nine years doing airbrushing cars and stuff that was that was my my job out of the army yeah that was madness um mm. yeah I thought it was a dragon for some reason but yeah snake now that makes sense the car was red and the, the front looked like it had sort of all broken off and it was silver and gold and um I'd sort of these gold three gold s's because the logo was triple s and the center s was a snake oh my god Jeff could you be any more bloody I don't know Nerdy. Italian? <laughs> Italian or? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the fashion at the time with cars anyway. Like, like everything, cars went through, through fashions mm. and I evolved with that. Can you imagine seeing that now? Well, there's a few, um, some of the other YouTube channels and stuff that I, I follow have actually sort of bought some of these old cars and starting to sort of uh, revive these, these things that have been sitting in sheds and unloved for, for many years. And it's funny. So what, what happened when you, after you left... Yeah, yeah. So I went through obviously all the um, the commando basic and yeah. um, all the, the specialist courses, same as what yeah. we all did back then. And yep. um, yeah, got got qualified and everything was. I mean, the world was a pretty quiet, happy place back then. Mm. Uh, you know, I was in from ninety five to two thousand, so there was not a lot going on. As yeah. you said, Timor started. I think Timor was ninety nine. Yeah. End of ninety nine. Mm. But even and, that wasn't um, that didn't look like that big a deal at the time, did it? No, and, and, you know, three hour I went and uh, we were sitting around twiddling our thumbs and um, and I think I'd already had my discharge in by then and I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I'm glad I joined the army and I really got a lot out of it, but uh, I'm, like you said, I wasn't institutionalised. It, was, uh, it was never something I saw as a lifelong career. It was something yeah. that I, um, you know, wanted to do and, yeah, I think I got a lot out of it and it, uh, and it put me in good stead for, for moving forward in the future. Yeah. Yeah, no, good point. So you sort of, you went in there, you went into the army with an idea of what you were going to do when you got out, which was rare for back then, I guess. Well, I mean, to be honest, my initial plan when I joined the army, before before I joined the army was, okay, I'm going to join the army, I'm going to go into transport and uh, become a, a, a driver or something for 12 months and then try and become an MP and get out and become a, fed, uh, a federal cop. That was that was my plan before recruitment yeah. uh, wrecked me. Pretty good plan, actually. Pretty good plan, yeah. Pretty solid. 
Other than that, the, that, other that than was my rough because I tried to join the uh, the SA police actually before I um, uh, before I got in, and mm. they weren't taking anyone for twelve months. There was some. I was going to say um, it's a it's a pretty solid plan, other than the the MP bit and the truck driving bit. Well, <laughs> I didn't know any of that before I joined. <laughs> uh, some of my best friends are MPs. <clears throat> they just they just don't know we're friends yet. Um, so you're a bit of a celebrity now. <laughs> uh, very minor in small circles. <laughs> yeah. How many how many people follow your? Let's let's tell people first of all what it is that you do. Let's let's start with that. Well, uh, my sort of my my newest sort of side project. I like keeping busy. My newest uh, thing that I've been doing. I've been doing for about three years now. I've got a YouTube channel building um, cars. Mm. Um, basically, uh, not just not I just any cars. Started just you know building a uh, an old Porsche nine eleven that I that I got, and um, uh, I thought you know like a lot of guys are into cars, they'll, they'll join these uh, forums, you know, uh, internet forums and uh, and have a build thread on the car. And I thought, oh, well, look, I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll film the progress. Instead of just taking photos and posting them, I'll film the, film the progress. And gradually that started getting a bit of a following and it sort of evolved. And now I've sort of got this uh, YouTube channel with, uh, at the moment it's about 42,000 subscribers. Yeah. Um, and I'm sort of uh, doing two videos a week at least, you know, building these old cars. Mm. And that that Porsche has a bit of a cult following in itself. It does. The um, I, I it still actually is not finished, but um, uh, I I did a compilation video of uh, sixty seven videos that I that I sort of had done over those uh, eighteen months building that car, and uh, I sort of compiled it down into a four minute video, and that four minute video has now had over fifty million views on Facebook. Wow. So, uh, it uh, yeah, it's it sort of blew up. It was uh, it was a bit crazy when that first first hit. Tell us about that that Porsche because obviously I fell in love with it like everyone else around Australia. <laughs> um, well, um, like a lot of people, if you uh, if you follow sort of Porsche 911s, uh, they, you might have seen the uh, the Singer Porsche 911s, which is a it's a company in um, the US who take. Some of these uh, old old cars, they take sort of a, a newer Porsche 911, the, the newest of the old old style ones, so it's got all the best bits, but then they make it look like it's an old one and they do everything to a, um, a ridiculously high level and um, they sell for sort of five or $600,000 US. So here they'd be over a million dollars Australian for these uh, old things. And I knew I could never afford something like that, so I thought, well, um, I'm going to build my own version of something along those lines and that's that's what uh, my car evolved into yeah and clearly given your background the paintwork was always going to be top spec it's like a what is it called it's the, it's baron orange or some sort of it's it's actually uh, golf orange so if you've ever seen the um the, the race cars back in the day the golf rubbery so they were like, like a pale blue with an orange stripe um oh, like and, the gt uh, like the gt40s exactly like the gt40s which i actually Posted a photo of one I found I just ran into today um, at uh, when I was out shopping. But mm. uh, yes, uh, that uh, that colour is uh, quite a popular colour from from back then, and I mm. uh, and I really loved it. So mm. I painted the car that colour. But yeah, I just sort of like everything. I'm sort of an amateur at all this stuff, and um, I uh, did all the. I, I stripped the car back. You know, it was a pretty rough old thing, full of rust and. Uh, had a blown engine and everything, and I sort of stripped it back to bare metal and taught myself how to do all the rust repairs and then uh, do all the bodywork and the paintwork. And um, then I bought a sewing machine and taught myself how to sew and sewed the leather interior and 
And then I um, did the uh, machining on the engine. Uh, I actually went over to the US. I had uh, a guy who was uh, an ex-Formula One engineer who reached out to me and offered to help. And so I sent my engine over there and he let me in the shop and sort of showed me the ropes and I did some of the machining and rebuilt the engine up from scratch as well, which I'm still hoping to get in the next few weeks to wow. finish the car. That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. What's the craziest money you've had offered so far? Well, I haven't had uh, proper dollar amounts offered, but uh, lots of people would, would like to buy it. And I've had lots of people offer to, um, you, you know, who, who've offered me lots of money to build them a car. And mm. it's just not a headache I want to take on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I like doing it for a hobby, not, yeah. So is it possible that it's going to become a full-time thing, do you think? Oh, look, uh, I think it's it's getting bigger um, all the time. I'm uh, this next year. I've got um, uh, a much bigger project that I'm sort of keeping a bit under wraps at the moment. Uh, that that should be uh, even more popular again. Well, tell me, and, only uh, only thirty five thousand people download this. You can tell me. <laughs> um, well, it's uh, the, the car I already own. It's a uh, it's a nineteen seventy three Alfa Romeo GT GTB. Oh wow! Yeah, cool. Um, but um, yeah, that's that's where where I'll uh, I'll leave. But it, it should it should be uh, yeah yeah and another sort of very popular build for, for me. Yeah, and the um, old and, and the I'm old. Also looking at sort of uh, doing some work, helping out uh, a friend of mine who's uh, part of Mighty Car Mods. Um, if you any of you have heard that, that's a that's a, a very big. Well, that's the biggest Australian. YouTube channels, they've got 2.8 million subscribers. And this is one of the guys who help out on that channel. I'm going to help him out on a build. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that should be uh, should be some fun for next year and keep me out of trouble. Yeah. So, Jeff, like me, you're, you're Gen X and, and you have a Special Forces background. But the social media space, how did you, how did you comfortably transition from you know, being a Gen X into operating, you know, without sort of fear or favour inside that social media space without being too worried about how you were perceived? Um, that's a that's an interesting one. Um, again, like, like yourself, it's probably um, way outside of our comfort zones. It wasn't something, you know, we didn't grow up with it. So I, I evolved and jumped in the deep end and even still things like Instagram and Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Stuff like that, I'm sort of I'm on it sporadically, but I don't really um, follow it well, and I'm not on Twitter or Snapchat or any of these other things. I, I'm <laughs> that's still beyond me. But I think it's just a matter of of backing yourself, yeah. like you would have, like everything that our training has probably given us was just be confident and and go for it rather than you know sit back and be timid. I don't think that we were ever that was ever a mm. uh, a thing that was instilled in us yeah and so this the, the the filming who film who does the filming do you set cameras up around the workshop and that's uh sort of the unseen bit of particularly with the with the youtube thing is um 
I have to do all the filming and editing yeah. myself. So, yeah, I've got uh, a tripod. And, I mean, my first videos were sort of handheld with a GoPro, which are pretty bad. And then, you know, eventually I got better gear and, uh, mm. you know, like obviously yourself with you know, podcasting mm. and stuff like that, you, you sort of you, – you, you gradually accumulate better gear and get better, better um, things to – your content better and crisper and sharper, but oh, it helps when your guest has got a, a road or whatever that is microphone in front of them, like <laughs> yeah, you do. It is, it is a yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we've got probably a couple of thousand dollars worth of recording equipment going on here between you and me at the moment. It makes for a nice change. I've I've talked to one one guy, a, a colonel in the army, who um talked to me on his Samsung phone with his wife's headpiece on and wondered why the recording didn't turn out very well. But anyway. I use this obviously for voiceover and stuff for uh, for video, so yeah. I've you know that's the only reason I have have yeah. uh, this sort of stuff. Yeah, but even even just that just that editing aspect to it and and all of all of what goes in behind splicing things, uploading it, you know, uploading it to YouTube, formatting. You know, I mean, that's not that's a that's almost a specialty. Well, it it isn't for you know, the new millennium millennials who are digital natives, but for you and I, that's like a whole new skill to learn. It, it is, but um, everything I, I've, I've sort of done, I mean, even as far as the paintwork and stuff go, I mean, I, I left the army and started painting cars, mm. uh, doing artwork on cars. I, I'm, I'm not a qualified spray painter or anything like that, but uh, I just sort of taught myself as I went. And these days, I, I still, on everything on cars, I'm not qualified on anything I do. I'm just a backyard hack. YouTube is such a great resource these days to learn how to do anything you want. So editing, you know, all this this tech stuff, I, I have no background in. You can just search it on YouTube and someone will show you how to do it or 20 people will show you how to do it. Yeah. What's, what's the name of the Porsche? I she don't must, actually have a name. Come on, she I must have actually, a name. <laughs> she, she or he, it must be a she or a he, it must have a name. My other cars, I actually have given names to. Now I've got a you know a Beetle that I built called John Lemon, and um, <laughs> <laughs> a Datsun 240Z, which I call 680G, which is a a, a very nerdy part of me because 240Z or 224 OZ or 24 ounces, which is 680 grams. It's very nerdy. Very very. <laughs> that's cool, man. Well done. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that either. That's a good trivia question. Keep going. Yeah, so um, the the 911 I actually haven't given a name yet, but when I currently been building my, as I said, my 680G, my Datsun 240Z, mm. and that hopefully will be finished uh, end of January, and then I'll be getting back into the 911. So mm. I will have to give it a name. I mean, the Mate, name thing is something else that evolved. Yeah. Anyway, Major Connolly, the Porsche that you're working on at the moment. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so hey, you were you were. Loves Corporal Connolly to me when I knew him. Yeah, fair call. Fair call. <laughs> fair call. That is a fair call. Anyway. Oh, it's probably one of the best Lance Corporals that um, you ever worked with. Anyway. So <laughs> Yeah, well actually, yeah, I think I think you were promoted you were you're a full track when I left, or maybe even just got promoted to sergeant, but still, yeah. <laughs> so with with regards to that taking on a project like that, you know, it seems to me that that's the sort of thing where you've definitely got your sort of future in mind or you know your leisure time you're looking at your leisure time and going okay well i'm going to use this time you know advantageously you know as opposed to just going down the pub drinking or playing you know playing cricket or sports stuff like that i guess is a good way to use your leisure time too but this is a in- very interesting thing in itself that you created a, a youtube channel and i assume you must get some sort of sponsorship for that if you don't yet yeah, you probably will um no yeah i, I mean youtube 
uh, revenue itself is is pretty minor at the moment. Yeah, I, I make very little. I'm, 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 I make about five hundred dollars a month out of mm. out of YouTube. So it's uh, coffee, and, and coffee I put money. At least two full days a week into it. So it's a terrible paying job at the moment. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But I have a lot of uh, companies that sponsor me and, and help me out along the way. So Super Cheap Auto and mm. uh, Concept Paints and Penrod Oil and 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 a, and a bunch of companies who who sort of. Who've sort of seen what I'm doing and have been really, really good at uh, helping support support me behind the scenes because keeping things moving at this pace, particularly the space that I'm in, because I'm having to build cars. Building cars costs a lot of money, so it yeah. helps when people are. Often, it's just supplying me with products or whatever. But that that at least you know saves me saves me having to fork out of my pocket every you know every week to to keep moving at the pace I'm moving. Yeah. So, what sort of outlay was the body? The the nine eleven, um, I got that as a as I said a very rusty dead car that had been sitting for ten years with a blown engine, and I got that a few years ago before the prices started going crazy, and I think it cost me about fifteen thousand dollars. So yeah, you know, not not a not a throwaway investment, but now the same shell would probably be twenty five or thirty thousand dollars. And I mean, realistically, buying a car that way is the expensive way to go. It's better to spend the sixty or 70 and buy something that's sort of half decent and then and then build it yeah i've been keeping my eye out for a, for a, you know a sort of a, a whale tail type porsche what 70 what year is that 74 75 well it depends on what what you, you're looking for i mean the basically they started in 1964 and went and and those styles went all the way up to 1997 pretty much of, of almost the same body style so any of them you can get <laughs> that's running in good is uh yeah what year is yours yeah. Mine's a 1974, which was the first of the um, if, if guys have seen around the, the impact bumper 911. So they've got they had oh, those yeah. uh, sort of accordion things on the on the bumpers, hmm. and I've made I've taken mine back one year to make it look like a 1973 RSR, which was the uh, the race car of the time. Do you have um Do you have like a structure of how you are going to film? Like do you do you sit down and make a schedule of filming? Um. I'm reasonably – I'm only just getting more organised with this as things are ramping up and getting more and more serious. But generally, I, I have a structure as in – I mean, my, my full-time job, I'm a, I'm a fiery in, in the New South Wales uh, – fire and rescue New South Wales. So outside of those uh, working hours, depending on my days off, I try and film on Tuesdays and Fridays and I upload Tuesdays and Fridays. So if not, I'll film the day before yeah. or something. How does that go impacting with your you know, calendar shoot? For the fireys, mate. <laughs> um, when they get the, uh, the the fat old black calendar out, I'll be right front and center. <laughs> the fat, the fat old fiery calendar. I reckon that. Yeah, I reckon that'd uh, be a hit. I'm not sure how popular it'll be. My old, my old, my old man, my brother, my grandfather um, on my mother's side, they're all fireys as well. None of them made the calendar, and I'm, I'm I think that probably I've done the fire brigade a disservice by not joining just for that reason. <laughs> oh God, that sounded so. Never wonder, never, never wonder, never wonder back myself, um, <laughs> and not not sure I've getting the shirt off at any opportunity. Um, so anyway, mate, where can people follow um, the build of 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 the Porsche and the the Datsun as well? I was trying to remember six eighty six eighty G. Yeah, my my YouTube channel is home built by Jeff. I'm home built by Jeff on Instagram and Facebook as well. So uh, I'm doing a lot more stuff on Facebook as well these days. That's uh, becoming a better uh, a better platform for social media as well. They're really starting to push and 
for the, uh, for the movies. Actually able to monetize Facebook videos now, which is uh, a new thing as well. So probably make a couple of dollars a week, but that's something. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. And what about if people have got questions and stuff like that? Can they just reach out to you through message messages on uh, Instagram and, and Facebook? Yeah, I, I make a, a point of, uh, of answering you know, all the questions that I get through and uh, sort of replying to all the comments in my videos and things like that. Uh, I, I sort of... I find it's important. I mean, at this stage, you know, I'll, I'll get uh, 150, you know, comments on each video, and I, you know, I do two two a week. You know, I reply to everything at this stage. If I have a, uh, you know, a million comments, I'm probably not going to be able to reply to them all. But uh, I try and get to where I can. Yeah, awesome, Jeff. Hey, man, if I can ever be any help in any way of, you know, promoting you out there, or if there's any anyone that you find on my social media that you want to be connected with, let me know. And I appreciate you coming on to the Warrior You podcast. It's not our usual sort of content, but um, you know, you're you're an awesome uh, soldier in the time, and it was a shame that you got out when you did. It was probably good for you, I think. And I'm expecting big things of you in the future, mate, with this you know, home built by Jeff and whatever anyone offers you for that Porsche, I'll, uh, I'll offer him $10 more. <laughs> oh, thanks mate. I, really, I think everything I've done, I think that the, the army put me in good stead and gave me the confidence to go and start my own business and, and to, you know, and to start these things, just the confidence that was instilled in me and the, the sort of um, some of the leadership and stuff that, you know, I was taught at the time mm. has really done me well mm. all the way through up to now. We could probably do a whole podcast just on your experiences in the fire brigade, I reckon. There's, there's interesting things. The the thing I like about the fire brigade is um, it's similar to the army, but you get to go home every day after you get yeah. to go home after work, and yeah. you get a bit of action. At least people aren't shooting at you, and mm. you, know, you you have how I've had still get close calls. I've had buildings almost collapse on me and things like that. But uh, mm. you know. I think it's quite rewarding and you still it's it's a good transition from the army being mm. you know still getting that little bit of uh, the camaraderie and the action and and stuff without actually um, you know having the extreme of the uh, of the army. So Jeff, how would you if someone listening to this some young guy maybe a soldier was thinking about transitioning or applying for the fire brigade, how would you say they could best set themselves up for applying for the Metropolitan Fire Service? It's an extremely difficult uh, job to get into mostly because it's it is such a good job and 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 people don't leave people you know average career is over 20 years so they're they're very selective having a background in the army actually really helps so um they they really like having you know that criteria i wish i could give uh, some better advice mm. sometimes i feel like they close their eyes and throw darts at a dartboard to see who they uh, uh who they let in but uh my advice would be, you know, apply and keep applying because um, I, I've got lots of mates who applied for, for seven or eight years uh, in a row and are trying to get in. And they do like guys that are older and have a bit of life experience. So don't be afraid. If you're 40, it's not over. You can still join the, um, you yeah, know, you can still join the fireys. Hmm. Give me some things to think about there, Mr. Micklin. <laughs> all right, mate. All, all the best, Jeff. Thanks very much for your time today. Get back out there and get working on my car, mate. I'm bloody, I don't want to sick of walking everywhere. And I think uh, cruising around Perth in a Golf Orange 911 is probably uh, going to fit my persona. Um, <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, it's awesome, mate. It's an, it is isn't. keep saving. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't afford that. It is, an, it is an awesome project, mate, and I've been loving watching you um, work on it. So all the best, man. Take care. Thanks for your time, Jeff. Too easy. Thanks, Bram. See you, mate. Just when you thought you didn't need another jacket, along comes the Kill Capture Pathfinder jacket. 
I could bore you with all of the Spec Ops design features, but what you really want to know are the benefits of owning this piece of tough luxury. Well, you'll walk into any room and immediately dominate it. If you're wearing it for business casual, you'll close the deal. Wearing it to a sporting event, and your team's gonna win. It's light, so you can pack more things in your grab bag, and it's tougher than you are too, which let's face it, that's pretty cool, because not much else is. It comes in a military-grade Pelican case, and has a tracking beacon included, because your nemesis is gonna try and take it from you, and you'll wanna monitor that. It's a jacket of choice for Mad Dog Mattis, the actor, Dan McPherson, Nick Warner, the former head of ASUS, and I've got one too. Go to the site www.killcapture.com and use the coupon code TEAMAUSTRALIA, all capitals. You'll love the after-sale service, the quality and the styling of this limited edition special operator jacket. I wear mine with jeans and a t-shirt for the weekend rides on my Norton Commando. Occasionally, with a dress shirt, pants, when I go to tequila bars. I'll be wearing it to this year's book launch too. Pick yourself one up today. That's www.killcapture.com. That's capture with a K. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 